Does trying to name what is and isn't gaslighting feel difficult and confusing? When you read the various definitions and then try to apply it to your situation, do you feel lost or unsure of how to relate it back to your experience? In today's episode, I'm going to share my definition of gaslighting and point out a few key things that will help you to have a better grasp on what gaslighting is and when it's happening. I'm Sarah Morales, the host of this podcast. At the time of this recording, I just launched my new workshop. If you are searching for more information like what I'll be sharing today, my free workshop has this information and more, and it's accessible immediately via my three pre-recorded videos. Go to sarahmoralescoaching.com and click on the E1 workshop tab to gain access. Now, due to some scheduling mishaps, I found myself without a guest for this week's episode. Interestingly enough, my good friend and colleague, MJ Dennis, messaged me less than a week ago, telling me that a few of her clients who are listening to my podcast had requested that I do an educational podcast on what gaslighting is, since they were still kind of unclear about what it was. Now, my podcast is meant to be a storytelling podcast, so I kind of pushed it aside. The universe, it seems... (laughs) is not without a sense of humor and had other plans. So MJ, if you're listening, thank you for putting this idea or request in my head. So the word of the day today, OBS, is gaslighting. (laughs) Now, when I first started out working with gaslighting almost a decade ago, I operated from the place that a lot of the standard kind of definitions that you might find out there right? Like I operated from the same place, same kind of definition, same understanding, same picture. You know, when you think of a gaslighter, you think of Charles Boyer from Gaslight the Movie. Now, as I began working with more and more clients and was exposed to more and more scenarios of gaslighting, I started to see that this is not so cut and dry, that um, there that standard definition, it wasn't cutting it. It was confusing people. It was alienating a bunch of people because they were experiencing gaslighting, but because it didn't kind of fit the standard definition, they couldn't see themselves in the picture of gaslighting. So it was exacerbating their confusion and their isolation and all of these things because the standard definition was, in my experience, in my opinion, too small of an understanding. It was like if you put gaslighting on a scale, it was maybe a quarter of the scale of all of the different scenarios and possibilities that I was starting to see come up. So I sought to define gaslighting in a way that was both easy to understand and represented the entire scope of gaslighters, so the type of people that gaslight, and gaslighting experiences that I was seeing. So that led me, well, probably on a few years of kind of tweaking things and figuring out like, well, should I say it this way? No, should I say it that way? Like, what is the best way to define gaslighting? And um, I've really kind of come to settle on this definition. I've been using it for probably the past two years. And my definition of gaslighting is when one person or a group of people through covert behaviors, convinces another person that what they perceive, believe, think, or feel is inaccurate or invalid. Let me say that again. When a person 
or a group of people through covert behaviors convinces another person that what they perceive, believe, think, or feel is inaccurate or invalid. Let's take this straight into the deconstruction zone. Now, I would like to point out, first of all, that I mentioned my workshop earlier. I go into a lot greater detail. I have three videos, approximately 30 minutes-ish, um, some are a little bit longer, some are a little bit shorter, that really go into this in greater detail. But for today's purposes, there are kind of three main points that I wanted to explain about my definition and how I arrived at this definition and how it works, right? So to me, the foundation of my definition is that gaslighting is both a behavior that someone does and an experience that someone has. Okay, not only is gaslighting a behavior that someone does, but that behavior must be covert. Okay, so that would include things like lying, manipulation. There are a bunch of different tactics and techniques that I teach about, but it must be a covert behavior. And then on the other side of things, the experience that someone has from those covert behaviors must end up in them being convinced to discard their thoughts, feelings, beliefs, perceptions about something and take on the other person's thoughts, feelings, beliefs, perceptions as their own. Okay. So I, I like to, with a lot of my clients and intensives that I do, I, I like to use, it's kind of overly simple, but it's a non-triggery example to help kind of play this definition out and let us see it, how it would happen in real life, okay? So let's say I have a client that I meet for the first time, and in reality, she has blonde hair, okay? Um, and when I first come on the screen, I tell them, wow, I really love your auburn hair. And they say, but I have blonde hair, right? Like in that first interaction, they probably wonder why on earth I would think that they have auburn hair, right? Like maybe something's wrong with my computer. Maybe Sarah's colorblind. Like something must be wrong on Sarah's end because I know that my hair is blonde, right? But let's say we continue to meet for at least a year. And every time I see them, I challenge them and their belief about their blonde hair. I might say things like, are you sure you're not colorblind? Or maybe you just think that you have blonde hair because you really want to be a blonde, right? Like blondes are the fun, whatever your beliefs are, you know, maybe that has overpowered your sense of connection to yourself and you really don't have blonde hair. Maybe you think that because people have been telling you all your life that you're blonde because they don't want to hurt your feelings or whatever way that I might come up with that I challenge their belief and their connection to their knowing over time, this brainwashing that I'm doing, because that's what that is, chips away at their sense of self, their connection to their knowing. And they eventually start to doubt that they really have blonde hair, right? Like what? Well, I thought I had blonde hair, but gosh, Sarah's so persistent and she's my coach, so I trust her and et cetera, et cetera, right? Like that's part of what happens in gaslighting is we start making concessions and not understanding why this manipulation is having this effect on us, but it's what we do, right? So it starts chipping away at our sense of self, all right? The more 
my covert behavior, in this case, brainwashing continues, the more my client discards the reality and takes on mine. And soon they are defining themselves as a redhead. They no longer see themselves as a blonde. Maybe they'll be, oh, you know, I'm strawberry blonde. So that's pretty close to Auburn or whatever. Whereas before they would have not even considered that slight change in how they would define themselves. Okay. So this is an example of a covert behavior brainwashing, causing someone to be convinced that the reality that they held was not accurate or is invalid, and they changed it. Now, if, however, no matter how manipulative I got, no matter how hard I pushed that they have auburn hair, if my client stayed connected to their knowing that they have blonde hair, well, then that was a gaslighting attempt, but it was not a gaslighting experience. Now, hopefully that makes sense to everybody, right? Like in order for gaslighting to happen, you must have somebody doing gaslighting behaviors and you must have a person who discards their reality and takes on the reality of another, right? So you can have a gaslighting attempt without having a gaslighting experience. And this is so important in the work that I do with my clients because that's where we have power. That's where we can step out of a gaslighting experience and stay connected to our knowing, okay? So I know that it gets much, much, much more complex than this. Believe me, I know, right? Like I've lived it. I've survived it. I've healed from this. And after all, I have a 12-week program that I take people through to help them master the nuances of this concept. It's simple, but it takes a lot of learning and identifying and work to master it, okay? But if you boil all of that 12-week kind of stuff down to its most basic, simplest formula, gaslighting must have two components, covert behavior plus someone being convinced to discard their truth and take on the other person's truth. If either part is not there, it's not gaslighting, okay? Another thing that is helpful in identifying gaslighting when it's happening is that typically there is no room in the conversation, in the relationship, whatever it might be, for more than one perspective, thought, belief, or feeling. Okay, so the person who is doing the gaslighting behavior either can't or won't hold space for any other perspective than theirs being the right one. And on top of that inability to hold that, they will use covert means to get those in relationship with them, whether it's a, a work relationship, a family of origin relationship, an intimate partnership, a friendship, doesn't matter the type of relationship. In these scenarios, I can't hold a perspective other than my own. So I will use covert means to get you to take on my perception as your own. Okay. Again, I unpack this a little bit more in my workshop, but I would love to take a minute to illustrate this point too, because I believe stories make things clearer, make it easier to remember and help us really connect and drive home the point. So if I got on a Zoom call with my client and I asked them how they were enjoying the beautiful weather and they answered with, I don't know what you consider beautiful, Sarah, but this cold rainy day is not my definition of beautiful. But when I look outside, I see a warm, sunny Texas day. Now, there are two different realities being talked about here. 
if I can't or won't see past my own reality that it's a sunny, warm Texas day, I can't hold the concept that my client may live in Washington or Oregon or London, you know, somewhere that it rains a lot, right? I can't or won't hold the concept that there might be another valid perspective. My perspective is the only perspective, right? So I will just go into either assuming that the other person is wrong or confused or whatever. And on top of that, again, I will use covert methods over the long run to try to get them to align with my perspective, And again, in my workshop, I unpack, there's a number of motives and reasons why somebody might do that. And it's not always to break or control or to drive the other person crazy. That's a critical part of the things that I teach in my workshop, okay? So to wrap up today's deconstruction zone, I thought I'd share two common experiences that are mislabeled as gaslighting. They're pretty similar, but I want to explain them both, okay? So the first one is when someone is disagreeing with me, okay? Even passionately, when someone disagrees with me about something and doesn't back down from their perspective, as long as there are no covert behaviors along with this disagreement, it's not gaslighting. They may be rude. They may be pushy. A lot of us know that person that may be annoying with how much they try to bring up a topic, right? They may not be a good listener, those types of things. But if they're not doing any covert behaviors, if they're not manipulating, if they're not using coercion, right? There are different tactics and techniques that I teach about. If they're not using these covert behaviors, they're not gaslighting. They're just being maybe a rude asshole, right? Like not a gaslighter. Okay. But that is often mislabeled as gaslighting. It's not. Okay. You might still not want to be in relationship with a person who's not willing to listen to you. But again, let's call gaslighting gaslighting. Let's call rude rude. Let's right, like let's appropriately name things to help clear up the confusion. Okay. The second thing, again, pretty similar, but a little bit different, right? If someone is trying to convince you of something, so let's say um, you and your friend were discussing, you know, the different benefits of intermittent fasting versus keto diet. I don't know. Um, it's kind of two buzz, buzz things out there in the health world. Um, and you are both presenting, you know, your cases, your facts, your personal experiences, all these kinds of things. And you truly believe that it's the best way to live. And so you're trying to convince the other person to give it a try, right? If there are no covert behaviors, there's, again, there's no manipulation, coercion, brainwashing. It's not gaslighting, right? Someone trying to convince somebody else with above the above board kind of behaviors, it's not gaslighting, right? Um, People can be persuasive. It doesn't mean they're gaslighting, right? We've got to have that covert behavior involved. All right. Um, and again, I know it's this is a simplistic kind of thing, but hopefully it's helping you get a little bit of the picture of, um, well, I'll sum up here and say that the picture is gaslighting is when you add covert behaviors plus a person being convinced by those covert behaviors to discard their truth and take on whatever the gaslighter is telling them to take on. Okay. Got to have both of those components in order for it to be gaslighting. Again, if you want to know more, check out my workshop, sarahmoralescoaching.com E1 workshop tab, okay? Um, Let's see how we can turn this into some tools as we set our alarm, all right? 
If you're wondering if what you are experiencing is gaslighting, again, I, I hear this question so, so much on the different forums that I'm a part of where people will take screenshots of conversations with somebody. They'll, they'll tell their story. And then at the end, either at the beginning or the end, they'll be like, can y'all tell me, is this gaslighting? Right? So if you are wanting to know if what you are experiencing is gaslighting, firstly, focus on where you have power, which is yourself. Okay. Ask yourself some of these questions. Do I feel like I'm losing connection to my knowing? Am I doubting the validity of my thoughts, my feelings, my beliefs, or my perceptions? Can I see where I've been convinced to change the way I think or feel or believe or perceive something, right? If you can say yes to those questions, then there's at least the experiencing side. Then we want to ask, right, secondly, can I identify any covert behaviors that the person is doing. So this to me is the trickiest part. And again, why I have my 12-week program. We spend four weeks diving deep and learning about the different ways to recognize those covert behaviors, okay? Can you spot the manipulation? Can you spot the lies or the coercion, just to name a few? I could geek out about this for for hours, y'all. I love talking about gaslighting. I love teaching about gaslighting. Um, But I'm going to wrap it up and say that if you're also geeking out about what this is and want to know more, last time for today, I would love you to use the free resources that I have out there. I'm wanting to impact this world and help people out. So I've made some amazing stuff free for you. Um, and again, that would be my workshop. And again, that's on sarahmoralescoaching.com. Okay. So scheduling snafu, no guest. If you want to be a guest, I have room y'all. I would love to have you on, have you share your story, ask your questions. Um, deconstruct your experiences, give you some tips and tools for your situation please contact me and let me know you want to be on my podcast and we'll get that ball rolling. Thank you, my listener, for listening to today's different educational episode. If you found it helpful, please leave a review and subscribe. And if you think others would benefit from it, please share it. And then remember, it's not about becoming who you want to be. It's about awakening all that you already are. And once again, Wendy Child, not today.